presented by Cedar Sinai. Shifty work into the box. And the cross, it's in! Oh, it's LaRue! It's a dream return! Welcome to Casual FC, an Angel City preview pod. I'm your host, Mario Salazar, with my eyeglass wearing and <laughs> tips galore co-host, Angela Morales. And today oh, wow. we... <laughs> yeah, it's late, guys. It's late night. We record these late night. Today, we're going to talk to you and get to know one of our supporters groups who make up the heart and soul of La Fortaleza in the north end of the stadium. Today, our special guests are Bethany, Imelda, and Ben from the supporters group Relentless Ladies. Yeah, yeah. Lots yeah, of air. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, it's been I think super... this is our biggest like group, group so far. We've had four. We have five. Yeah. This is big time. Nice. We've officially made it. Let's start off by just go ahead and giving you some time to introduce yourselves. My name's Imelda Coronado, and I am the president of Relentless Ladies. Hi, my name is Bethany, and I'm the vice president. I was going to let you go, Ben. And I'm Ben for Relentless Ladies. I pretty much do everything else. So I hold the title of Sporting <laughs> Technical Director of Logistics and Shipping and everything else at the side. All other duties as assigned. <laughs> Merchandise, and creative director, giant. everything. Yeah. <laughs> and holder of the big giant drum. Yeah. yeah. O- operator of Big Ange. I just show up and have fun. Are you serious? Is it is that drum called Big Ange? It is. It is a 36-inch <laughs> orchestral bass. That yes. <laughs> there's a whole story behind how we got that drum, but uh, yeah, it's a pretty big drum, and we call it uh, we coined it Big Ange. <laughs> and we also have a little, nice. as a- so it's a smaller drum we call <laughs> Lil Ange as well. She travels. This just made my whole day. Yeah, <laughs> Lil Ange travels to away games. Lilange has been to, nice. I think they took it to Louisville. It's been to, Lilange has been to Seattle for the yeah. playoff game. Yeah. That wow. was fun. She got lost. Little Angela <laughs> got lost on the way back from that playoff game in Seattle. We're there. I was like, is it? Like, Where is this special desk? And then just no. did not come. We're just like, great. Oh, no. Has she been returned? Has she found yeah, her way Yeah, they home? actually have a really good okay. system. They're like, no, we'll get it to you guys. We'll find it, and the moment we do, we have someone drive it to you. We'll have someone drive Whoa. it to you. So Lil Landry is safe back at home. Yeah. So we <laughs> nice. came back the next day. But yeah, that day we're like, oh. My girlfriend is a drummer, like, professionally, <laughs> and she is going to love this, and <laughs> I am going to be tortured with this forever. Thank Open you. Open invite? I, like, as an Angela... Thank you. <laughs> Open invite if she wants to come by. By all means. All right. Yeah. We're going to end up in the supporter section at least one game this season. We have been, I don't want to say threatened, highly <laughs> encouraged so far by every supporter group and other people like Kat, like other friends of ours. And it's just like, when are you going to go? And it's oh, fine. Like, Even if you just do <laughs> it for the first game and then the rest of the game, you want to go sit in name seats. That's my thing. Um, but you at least have I to do the over first there one. because I like watching you guys. I love seeing it. Because I was, I've said this on a couple other episodes. I led my high school student section and college student sections. So, like, now I get to sit back and be like, oh, that's the kind of stuff we did. Okay, cool. But anyway, yeah. let's talk about you guys. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so back to our interview. Uh, how did each one of you, this is our kind of kickoff question, how did each one of you come to the sport? Did you play? Did you, are you just fans or are you completely green, brand new, like a- ACFC is your first introduction? I can go first, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then the are being quiet. <laughs> I am, I'm a lifelong soccer fan. I've played since I was a child. I've coached since I've been an adult. I've coached teenage boys years ago. Now I play on a team with most of those teenage boys, which is really fun. They're not teenagers anymore, but we <laughs> play in an adult league on Tuesdays. I've coached my daughter's team for several years and I've just always loved soccer. It's I always say it's my first love and have followed the national team for as long as I can remember. And so as soon as I like caught wind that there was going to be a professional team in LA, it was like a no-brainer for me. Yeah, I've just it's my first love. That's what I always say. That's awesome. Just the fact that you can that you've coached teenage boys is already a feat within itself. Yeah. But then to also yes. coach your own kid is a different level of ability. Well, I every, think every season I say, I'm going to retire. I have to retire. <laughs> this is so stressful. And then I get roped back into it. And I did coach my son's <laughs> team one season and he's seven. And I will never do that again because that was the worst. <laughs> that was the worst. Seven year old boys were. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's just a lot in general. (laughs) Yeah, it was too much. We grew up with it. My dad, big soccer fan in the house. It was playing 24-7. Eat, sleep, everything, soccer. I tried playing it in high school a little bit, but I would get kicked a lot, and I had a really short temper, so that lasted (laughs) about three games. And after that, the coach was like, this isn't for you. He's like, I can't put you back out there. He's like, you get cards. No, because I really, because I, and I don't say this often, but I don't, I honestly do not think that this is for you. He's like, you can't cool down. And I'm like, okay, why well, if I try cooling down? He's like, you're more than welcome to. And he's okay, I'll give you another chance. And then I got to play one more game. It was even worse. He's like, why? <laughs> he's like, you're more than welcome to stay on the team in condition, but I can't put you out on the field. He's like, no. And so I stayed on and just, all I did was run and practice and get balls and cheer the girls on. But I was horrible. <laughs> I was used all defensively, but you can't be hit. They can see you. They can see that. <laughs> They're like, you can't do that. That's not very nice. You're going to end up hurting them. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, fine. But did I let the yes. ball go through? They're like, no, you didn't let anything go through. But you can't. <laughs> and I'm like, fine. So I'll st- I stuck to basketball. And then as we were growing up, watching, but you can't be hit. They can see you. They can see that. <laughs> They're like, you can't do that. That's not very nice. You're going to end up hurting them. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, fine. But did I let the yes. ball go through? They're like, no, you didn't let anything go through. But you can't. <laughs> and I'm like, fine. So I'll st- I stuck to basketball. And then as we were growing up, watching just men play, and which was great. It was fun and all that. And then... When we heard about the women's, even Ben was just like, I think we're going to, I think we're going to really get into this. I think we should definitely shift over from, you know, having a ladies group for LAFC. I think we need to make it more about Angel City. And I was just like, he's like, do you want to? And it was his idea. And he's like, I think Layla would really get into it. She was tiny. She would grow up. I was pregnant with her while LAFC was still forming. So she's wow. been, she grew up at BMO. She was nice. tiny. 
once it's warm, I was like, oh yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, we need to do that. And that's when we started forming and growing the Angel City love. And then the Relentless Ladies started to just was only going to be Angel City. That's so cool. Ben, how did you get sucked into soccer world? Yeah, my soccer experience, I never played growing up. In high school, I played football and wrestled and track and all that stuff. But I was introduced to it by my grandfather because he immigrated from Lithuania. And so when the 94 World Cup happened, that was massive and massive for a lot of people. But for me, it was the first time seeing watching soccer on that kind of stage. And then it went away. As a senior in high school, they were talking about the France World Cup in... Mm -hmm. 98 i believe and a buddy of mine were talking about it oh yeah we'll do a graduation never happened and then a team the league was announced mls was announced and we were walking around saying oh yeah we'll be we're gonna follow a team i'm not gonna say a name a team (laughs) that's local to us but they never really did anything to draw me in as a fan i went to israel many years later and i got to see my first international soccer game in Israel and my eyes just were open wide and I was just like holy crap this is amazing and I've been hooked ever since so when I got back watching waking up at 4 30 in the morning to watch nine different games the rest of the day on Fox Soccer Channel (laughs) and it's just been stuck ever since another team in LA was formed and we jumped right on it I told my wife because we're big Raider fans and we want something similar to that culture and we can get involved mm-hmm. with it. So we reached out to some of the supporter groups and one responded back and we quickly became thoroughly entrenched with that supporter group, which was Relentless, which was one of the original supporter groups for LAFC. A couple of years passed by and we hear about a NWSL team coming to LA. And I turned to my wife and said, hey, is this something? So we started a ladies group on that list for LAFC because there really wasn't something for the female fans and supporters. So I became president of Relentless and we came up with the idea, let's start a ladies chapter. And it was pretty successful. And when Angel City was announced, I turned to my wife and said, hey, do the ladies want to also follow Angel City? And she said, without a doubt. And we also saw it a great opportunity for our daughter, who is seven now, Layla, to be able to see something like that. Because she grew up watching LAFC, and it's amazing, and she knows all the players and numbers. But I get the feeling that it's a little bit different, being able to see women on the pitch and girls on the pitch, being able to play and go, oh, wait a minute, I can do that. And it's not to say that they can't do it watching men play or anything like that, but it's just... I get the feeling from her that it's a little bit different. There's a little bit more behind it for her. Again, knowing all the players and numbers and knowing the different teams now. And when we see rival players on with the World Cup, we just watch and she's able to pick out some of the players. Oh, I know who she plays for. Nice. It's pretty amazing. So, yeah, we've been, we've been entrenched with it. It's in our blood. Like I said, Layla grew up in, in that stadium, literally. <laughs> So yeah, and we've been hooked ever since. We're trying to get anybody else that wants to listen and wants to come out for a game. We're trying to bring them and find them tickets and buying tickets for them out of our own money because we just want 
more people to be drawn to this. He has his girlfriend at a soccer game. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. One of Chivas USA's last that. home game, and there were like 10 bucks, and there was like 15 people there in the stadium. Front row, $10. Hey, front row is front row. I was like, oh, my God, this guy really likes me. <laughs> Later, he told me how much it cost. I was like, you could have just kept that to yourself. <laughs> I thought I was getting like hooked up. He's like, wow, he's really treating me. $10. <laughs> that's one of those. Sometimes it's okay to lie and not tell me things. Like, that's that time. <laughs> I waited till after she said yes. <laughs> yeah, he waited till after. I was just like, gee. Food that's fantastic. <laughs> No, I, I love that you, yeah, <laughs> I, Ben, I love that you brought up the idea of representation. When we talked to Elizabeth Emery from another podcast called Hear Her Sports, that was her biggest thing is that she grew up in a pre-Title IX era and she didn't know that she had the ability to do these things because she never saw it. And it's such a different experience when you understand conceptually that you can do something versus being able to look at someone else who's doing it and be like, Oh yeah, I can totally do that. Or it's been an option that's been provided because we talked about it on that episode, but so much of our lives is some, this guy's doing it. I think I can do it. But to have another woman, you're like, Oh, like she looks like me or she's from my hometown or we went to the same college or whatever that is. There's always something that pulls you in and when you don't have somebody there who looks like you it's like the bigger case of representation in general if you don't have somebody there who looks like you or that you can relate to in a bigger way like how do you know that's something you can do and as a previous child thank you for doing that for your kids all three of you or four of you actually mario too like i as the fun aunt (laughs) (laughs) It's always so cool to take my nephews to games and my best friend, he lives down in San Diego and his son sent me a video, like he recorded him asking if I can take him to an Angel City game. And I'm like, oh, you want to go to an Angel City game and not go to a Wave game? Yeah, let's go. (laughs) Come back home because they're from like down the street from where I am. And it's just such a wonderful experience in that world. Uh, Yeah. And just touch what what you were saying about representation for Layla now with players like Alyssa Thompson and now Giselle, mm-hmm. she's able to recognize just even culturally. She's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm Filipino. They're Filipino. And so she's able to draw that connection even more so to, which is awesome for me as a girl dad to watch <laughs> that. And it's something that I can provide to her that I don't know if I'd be able to in, in any other space and have this close. We're so lucky. And I know for Bethany too, we're so lucky that a lot of the players know the kids' names. And for me, as a, am 43 years old, and I'm always going to be a fan of players and look up to somebody that's 18 years old, and I'm looking <laughs> up to them because they're an athlete. And I'm going, oh, my God, oh, my God, there she is, there she is. And mm-hmm. that It's cool for me, and I can only imagine what it is for our kids, which I forgot to mention. We also started a kids' supporter group. So we have a supporter group that they're called Relentless Tamariki, which is a Maori word for, for youth. And so, I'm gonna cry. We have to do another SG interview. Now. Oh, that would be so chaotic. You do not want to interview them. Be- <laughs> Bethany's son Isaiah. On Sunday, we had a drum circle, 
drum practice and then he mm. took the kids on his own and he was leading i was like are you starting your own he's like, yes because they're not looking at me he was looking at the adults he's like, they're not paying attention to me i was like do your thing boo and I just did, like, a, little, a little tape of them and a little picture but yeah i isaiah would be on your podcast in a second it would be awesome <laughs> complete chaos but i speaking of my son because i have two daughters and a son and when we got into it it was like i was thinking more for my daughters too mm-hmm. hey this is gonna be so good i mean we i used to take them to u.s women national team games and that's really their only context for professional sports and so i was like oh i wonder if my son's gonna be into it and it's funny because he is so hardcore i can't even <laughs> describe how hardcore he is and i think it's amazing because his sports icon like every kid has one and especially boys because it's so conditioned to be into sports but like his sports icon is Didi, like the i goalkeeper. love that and yeah. he is obsessed with her and like he wants to be <laughs> like her and he has gloves that she gave her that she gave him and he puts Aww. them on and he like makes us shoot stuff like kick stuffed animals at him <laughs> and, he, and I think that's it's amazing for our girls but I also think it's amazing for the boys mm-hmm. because for them just to observe and see women be so powerful and dominant yeah. and strong and tough I think it just is going to continue to shape them to really see women as all of that as powerful and to be respected and i think that will have such huge impacts on this generation for sure yeah a lot of a lot of the stuff you guys are saying is the reasons that i got into it and got my season tickets with my daughter she didn't get to go to the games till like late because of covid and stuff so and and we my son is younger so even though she was like ready to go and vaccinated as like my son wasn't all the logistics around that but once we started going like she started getting into it she's still learning like her favorite player is june and i think it's really just because of the hair but like (laughs) but like having half a season of her being like oh i see june i see june and then now Mm -hmm. being like oh i know where june is and i can see where she's playing versus it was like very much just oh i see her and then where's my popcorn it's been really exciting to see her kind of slowly develop into that also and really have that thing for her in the future or you just even the thing to support in the future (laughs) so aside from almost maybe threatening to retire slash hanging up the boots kind of sort of how did you like find out that coaching was your thing this is like a podcast question slash personal question. My daughter, honestly, like the like when we started at rec, the rec level, it was like I was terrified for her to be on a team with like kind of an angry dad, like reliving his mm. glory days and like yelling at her. <laughs> She's like yeah. so sensitive and um, she just doesn't respond well to like negative feedback or like criticism. Yeah. So I was like, okay, if before like for her first season I was like I want to coach her because I want to see how she does and I want to just make sure that she's protected and Mm -hmm. and then we had like our first season it was like an epic season like we were totally a hot mess at the beginning it was like a sports movie for sure (laughs) we were a hot mess at the beginning we couldn't like no one had played before on our team and just through the season like everyone just got better and we started winning and then we made it to the playoffs and then we made it to the championship (gasps) and we actually lost the championship in pks in like 
double PKs because oh my gosh, I have goosebumps yeah, all over. It, was, it like breaks my heart still that we didn't win. And the saddest part is the best girl on our team. She scored the game ended in regular time one to one. She scored the goal for us, and then she ran all the way back to help out on defense, and it deflected off of her, and it was an own goal. And so it was Whoa. just like the most heartbreaking thing. It's like we totally oh, should have no. won, and then yeah, but it was just such a special season and it was so amazing just to watch the girls go from really not knowing anything about the game to really grasping just like growing their IQ and really falling in love with it and that kind of got me hooked because it was like I love it so much I would play every single day if I could and and so to see kids develop that passion and that love for it it was definitely like a high it was really amazing and so I was like fine I'll do it again but I am getting, it, she's getting older and I feel like she needs, she needs someone to take her to the next level. Like I'm not a professional coach. I, when I coached the boys, it was just through the, not like a nonprofit that I worked with. And so mm-hmm. it was more like a rec kind of fun thing. And I coached them for many years and it was amazing, but I, I'm not like trained. So I'm like, I think this will be my last or we're about to start spring season. And I'm like, I think after this, it'll be my last. It'll be time for her to have a better, like a more experienced coach, I think, to help her kind of get to the next level. And she's getting older, so she doesn't need me being her coach. (laughs) And her mom, I think it'll be better for me to just be her mom. But it'll be bittersweet for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've been waiting for, I I get glimpses of my daughter like wanting to play. Mm. And then when you Mm. ask her again a week later, she's like, yeah, no. And then I'm like, oh, geez. Do you or don't you? Yes. <laughs> Just do know. it. Just sign her up. I Yeah, I do. The problem, yeah, I should. Every time I look up, like, <laughs> when the season actually starts, I'm like, I played in AYSO the entire, my entire childhood. How do I not know when the season starts? But I always <laughs> look and it's too late. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's hard because actually my oldest daughter, she's not the most athletic. So she has to work really hard at it, which has been amazing to see her grow. My two little ones are both super athletic and they're really good, but they don't have the passion for it. And it is so hard. Like my heart breaks because I'm like, oh my gosh, you could be like, you could get me those seats on the field level <laughs> seats one day. Come on. But they're just, they don't love it. So just try not to push it. Yeah, that's got to be the hard part. My friends would joke when we were younger. They're like, you're either going to have the most artistically gifted children who have no desire to play sports. And they'll be like, mom, I made you this like basketball of paper mache or you're going to have Olympic caliber athletes. And I was like, please, if I decide to have kids, let it be the latter because I won't know what to do with the artistic kids. And that's no. And now I'm dating a musician. But it's it's so funny because now seeing my experience in sports and her like progression through music and how she does things I'm like oh this is the same especially the practice the dedication the skill and the craft of it all it's the mentality is so similar which is really cool actually to see from that high level yeah and it's always interesting to me how they overlap yeah that's cool so I would like to know a little bit more about Relentless Ladies as a whole And I think like we've been doing this with other groups too. And it's like, what's your elevator pitch? If I was just a complete stranger, walked up to your tailgate and was like, tell me the things. Mm -hmm. Who's got it? What's like the quick and dirty best nugget of information to encapsulate you guys? 
So I think I could sum it up best. Do you like tacos? <laughs> Do you like beer or cold beverages? We'll say. <laughs> Do you like soccer? And do you love Angel City? If it's check, yes check. to all those, and even if it's yes to one of those, guess what? <laughs> we'll find the rest. Solid. We care about the soccer. We love the players. We love the team. We want to support any way we can. That's what we're about. We're about watching the games. We want to make sure that we can support the team as much as we can in any way possible. Even mm-hmm. to the fact that there's times where we're driving into the tailgate we get there very early, no matter what. And we're texting our supporting liaison, Austin. Hey, are you good? Do you need a monster? Do you need a rock star on the way in? Because you're going to have a long day today. Stuff like that. <laughs> we want to make sure that we're providing as much support as we can to the team. That they don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we feel a lot of ways in an extension to that. But we're just there to have fun. Like, it's not that serious. It's soccer. It's a game. It's mm-hmm. fun. And no. love to pitch to families because they're always like, oh, I don't have anyone with my kids. And stuff. oh, bring them. They get to sit right up in the front. We got 20 people watching. I'm don't even worry about it. They need to go to the bathroom. Yeah, you have built in, taking them. Yeah, oh, built Bethany. in babysitters. Yeah. We all take yeah. turns. All right. Who's going to the restroom? I got six <laughs> kids. Let's go. I was, at I first, was like, I didn't want to do it at all at the beginning. Then I was like, oh, my God, these kids be a lot. i I wrote this question in for later but i think it just kind of rolls into this really which is how has it been different for relentless ladies to have this kind of leadership group that's all kind of family surrounded by family or family based because a lot of the other sgs are younger or they're in a different stage of their lives and that's the reason they found each other like you you gravitate to the people that you're going to vibe with. And then I know you guys are very family oriented. So how does how do you think that has differed a little amongst the other SGs? I mean, it, because I came into supporting Angel City completely ignorant to like the supporter group culture because I had never really followed an MLS team, only like LAFC, but very much like from home, never been to a game or anything like that. So I had no idea what to expect and so when i saw what was happening at the first games the preseason games before the first season started i was like okay that looks like fun like we should join one and so when i was reading about them it just made the most sense for us because of the focus on being inclusive to families and i think it was my like being naive okay i have no idea like i i had gone to gold cup games like mexico and us and it was amazing but i would not bring my kids there like a hundred thousand throwing <laughs> beer and it was like such an amazing experience <laughs> but maybe not the best experience for my children so i wasn't sure is was like is it gonna be like that but when i learned about relentless that's what drew me to it so we are friends with all the supporter groups there's lots of love and respect for each kind of different like niche but i think what does make us unique is that it is we are a community that really looks out for each other's kids and wants to raise our kids in this culture of believing in something bigger than yourself and and really committing to just supporting this team unconditionally and so i think yeah it's just a very safe space for our kids Mm -hmm. and 
really focusing on soccer and on experiencing it together as a family and as a like a larger relentless family or community. And it, I tell people when I bring friends with their kids, I'm like, I know it sounds crazy, but like my kids just walk all over the supporter section and I know that they're fine. Like I know that they have mm-hmm. someone up at the top if they see my kids going off somewhere or doing or in something that's like dangerous or with someone that they don't know, like someone's going to step in because there's so many people that are looking out for them and know them. And that I think it's like just an environment in a community where our kids are really known and seen and valued. And I think that's what makes the experience with Relentless so special and unique is that it is just such like a safe community for our children. It's literally the village of it takes yeah. a village. Yeah, <laughs> sure. yes, absolutely. And we even go to the lengths of making sure that for our watch parties, if we had a, wherever we were going to select a home bar or home place to have away day watch parties, we wanted to make sure that it was family friendly and we weren't going to have a place where we couldn't take our kids. And so like Bethany said it best, and I know Mario, you mentioned it too, the keyword is family and that, that I think that what's that's what we've created is a family atmosphere that you can take people. And I've had people reach out to me, even sometimes even just dads that I know have reached out to me like, hey, what about bringing my kid? What do you think? And I'm like, absolutely. Yes. Oh, but they're one. Get them some noise canceling headphones. You yeah. know? Uh, <laughs> and you know what? I've been telling everybody that yeah. BMO actually has noise canceling headphones mm-hmm. for your kids just behind section 129. There at the customer service, you can you leave your ID and you get some noise canceling headphones. So much so that my kids want us to grab those instead of bringing the ones we have. (laughs) (laughs) So that's our stop when we're going into the stadium. As we stop by the customer service, get some of the noise canceling headphones, and then we go into our seats. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So all three of you have different soccer backgrounds. What is your favorite or just soccer in general memory pre-ACFC? So like before Angel City is even a sparkle in our brains. What are your favorite soccer memories? We started asking for Will, but we're like, it's harder for like us older folks (laughs) who don't have the like experience with a women's league or a women's team as prolific as ACFC is now for younger people. But yeah. What's your jam? What's the thing that sticks out? Yeah, I have two. Like for me, it's definitely being a kid and watching Brandy Chastain. So that embedded in my memory. And we actually got to meet her at the draft. And that was mm-hmm. a really significant moment for me because I was like, <laughs> wow, this is what I will never forget. Watching yeah. that, I will never forget that moment. And it was is what kind of solidified me as a fan of soccer. And I was already playing and, and loved the sport, but as a fan of watching it professionally, and then it must have been the 2015, the like victory. Do they win the World Cup in 2015? It must have been. Mm-hmm. It must have been. Yeah, because I, my daughter, we went like the victory tour, and I took my daughter, my mm-hmm. oldest daughter, and so she was just a few years old at that point. So yeah, it would have been 2015, 2016, and um, I don't remember who they were playing. They dominated. They won like probably five to zero or something like that. And it, and I just remember thinking like. As a kid, I grew up like my parents were baseball fans and that's that was my context for professional sports. 
and taking my daughter to her first like professional sports experience and it being the women's national team and just how profound that was to me that this is her image this is her picture this is her like context for women or for professional Mm -hmm. sports in general and that it was like women just completely dominating and being (laughs) incredible and so I think those are the moments that stand out for me pre-Angel City of what just really means a lot to me and to my family. <laughs> for me, I think, Angela, you said you mentioned that for us that are have more numbers <laughs> to our age, uh, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of coverage or accessibility like there is now. So even for of me... any women's sports, not just exactly, like 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. The so sports you, I played never. You didn't see throwers on TV. Absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then for specifically for this, soccer in general was a very hard thing to find, mm-hmm. and then try to find women's soccer was even that much harder. So it just wasn't readily available. But and I think for a lot of people, the '99 Brandy Chastain that that moment is is iconic. So that was my opening eyes to women's soccer. But then it, in a lot of ways, it just went away until the 90 different iterations of the league that it is now <laughs> and trying to watch some of those games and and I think a lot of the production value was down at that time so it never really for me caught to be able to watch it as a spectator um, again because some of the commentating teams were it just it wasn't good and yeah from what we see is just it's the investment in it now it's really helping drive the sport and we're selling out 22,000 seats Damn near it's almost game. if you invest in something, it mm-hmm. makes it worthwhile. Like, shocking. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you give things the ability to thrive, that people pay attention. 100%. Um, Imelda, what all, about of, you? all of my pre-ACFC moments are all had to do a lot with the men's sports. Because that's mm-hmm. all that we did yeah. in sports. And my dad was very big on sports. Like, he said, if you weren't playing doing a sport, then you were at home cleaning with your mom. And I was like, nope. (laughs) What am I doing Those are my options? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. So then he's like, okay, if you're not playing a sport and not practicing, what are you doing? And I was like, okay, let me try this. And I remember I was like, I want to do flag football. My dad's really, and I regret not sticking with it more because now it's becoming a big thing. And my brother Mm -hmm. was just like, she's not playing on my team. And they kept (laughs) the siblings together. So it was me and my brother playing and naturally, I was just better than him. Where is he at? So I can tell him who was better. <laughs> we have but you little have things like that is just my dad instilling, okay, you can do sports, you can do sports. And so we did it. So I did flag football when I was little. I did it just the one year. And then my mom's, no, I don't like it. The boys are pushing her. And then I was like, okay, I'll do cheer. And then my mom, and then my dad's all, nope, didn't like the outfit. Skirt's too short. <laughs> He's like, I'm not paying for that. <laughs> And I was just like, okay. So then we just did sport after that, then basketball, and then track. I wasn't fast at running. I didn't run. I did 50 <laughs> yard, if that. <laughs> like, what's going on there? But I kept doing it because my dad's like sports or something else and tried that soccer thing. And then 99, I was like, heck yeah, graduating. And then I remember the women's playing and then Brandy. So that 99 game is always going to be there because it was part of on my, this little like 99 board that I made. And that game is on there. I remember sticking it up there, too. So that's, that's what fantastic. I remember from that. And then I was like, okay, I think I want my kids to be. What do my kids want to do? And luckily, luckily, both 
my son and my daughter, they like playing soccer. So we try to sign them up whenever we can, but it's so hard because we're so committed to the team that my daughter's, okay, if I play, will I still be able to go to the games? And I was just like, yeah, we'll <laughs> sign you up later. And then she did dance and dance was interfering a little bit with the game. She's like, I'm not going to do dance. I'm not going to miss the game. <laughs> I was like, you know how much dance is? I was like, every month, no, we're going to dance. And she's like, no, I'm not going. And she was like, I'm not going. I'm not missing. And some games were on Wednesday. And she would have dance on Wednesday. And she refused. And she's I'm not changing. I'm like, she's, unless I'm wearing an ACFC shirt, I'm not changing. I was like, oh, God. Okay, we're not going to dance. Maybe we'll reschedule it. I was like, no, we're, I'm not going to keep paying this money. And then we're like, okay, you're not doing dance anymore then. Because <laughs> they just refused. But I like that the team that how invested she is at so young this is before she turned seven so young she was so invested with the team already that she was choosing to be at the game she's i'm in the front i need a chant i need to be there like being there for them mm-hmm. was more important than her dancing and she loves to dance this girl will dance all day but she wanted to do that instead i was just like wow okay <laughs> she's already committing to it so that's the team is doing something right yeah yeah. In the Very team, they so. love the kids. They love when they see all of our kids from all the groups up there. They're like, like we said, like they recognize Bethany's kids. They recognize our kids, all the kids in those little shirts right up in the front. They're just like, you again. Hey, I know you. I remember you guys are always here. So when the kids <laughs> see that, they light up. You're like, oh, she said I'm always here. But yeah. It's like meeting celebrities at this point. Like, I feel like the way the team has marketed these women and their abilities and not even just oh they're so smart or they're so this it's like they're so strong and so powerful and bethany you mentioned earlier like your son is seeing these women like how we see ourselves what's that oh i know i can do anything i know i'm strong enough to do this i know i'm i'm i've got the willpower to do this that and the other thing and now there's a generation of young men who are learning that we can do that too and it's not like they're not pearl clutching. Oh my God, like a woman. I'm currently listening to Pat Summit's memoir, like one of the most prolific basketball coaches in history. And so much of her career is based on changing that understanding of women and changing the game of basketball through that. And it's just, it's really hitting home of, oh, there's a reason why I love sports the way I do. And part of it is that woman. Like Pat Summit is like one of the patron saints of my family in that sense. It's like (laughs) Pat Summit, Julie Andrews, and I don't know, somebody else. But like (laughs) these women have just had such impact on the women in my family. So it's, yeah. And now we're just giving these little kids a world that is so different in such a cool way. Thanks for being cool parents, you guys. I'm just going to cry about it. (laughs) (laughs) As Angela goes and tears up. The flip side to our question about your pre-memories is that you guys being so entrenched in your supporters group and so close to the team, the fact that they can recognize your kids, you're that close to the team. What has been your favorite memory since ACFC has started, right? We've only got this short two-year history, but what has been a cool memory, whether it was an event, a game, uh, any aspect of it? Like, what's the core memories that stand out? Yeah, for our family, if you ask anybody, and for me, for sure, it was the first San Diego away game last season, right after Becky Tweed took over. 
And my kids are, my oldest daughter is very much like non-confrontational. So I think <laughs> we've already gone to Seattle or we had gone to an away. I can't remember, but she was like very uncomfortable that we were the minority, very uncomfortable that we were like <laughs> being obnoxious and being loud and <laughs> like that we weren't I think she they're just and all my kids express this they're so used to like at home being like in our home stadium feeling very much at home feeling like they know where everything is they know where everyone is they know everyone very comfortable and so going to San Diego they were very uncomfortable and oh my gosh this is like tense people don't like <laughs> us here and you could not tell us that was not our championship it was the most incredible just as a sports moment but then how like through the game like just our kids were like we're gonna win and this is (laughs) awesome this feels so amazing to be in this space to be in a rivalry and to be obnoxious and to be irritating to people and then like to win and then just to like they had to be like you need to leave now because we were just like (laughs) chanting and (laughs) celebrating and our kids were just like so emotional about that victory and it just it was like a moment that and then you couldn't get out of the parking lot because there were just so many cars (laughs) and everyone then just was like blasting their music and dancing in the parking lot and it was like (laughs) just a moment that like we will never forget as a family and as a fan like that victory just was so like redeeming and so special and to do it in San Diego and San Diego's vibe is so chill and we are just not, we have no chill. So <laughs> just, as, just I will picture like where we were and just looking in like the fans, just like the San Diego fans just looking up at us like, what is wrong with those people? And we, and they scored first, right? And so then they were like, oh, what? and we didn't get, qu- we didn't become quiet. We just got louder mm-hmm. and then we won. It's one of those, we're used to this. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we get scored on it. We've been we through some yeah. things. <laughs> yes, we've been through some things. And so I, yeah, for me, hands down, that game always, like, literally, you could not, the way we celebrated, you could not tell us that was not, like, a championship game. (laughs) Yeah, it very much went from an away game to a home game. Like, all of a sudden, we had home field advantage. It's like when the Dodgers go to Petco Park in San Diego, and it's it's just Dodger Stadium 2.0. That was just... (laughs) BMO South at mm-hmm, that point. Mm-hmm. I was listening to the broadcast and started hearing all of the Angel City fans, and I was like, oh. Yeah, and it's yeah. when the momentum started to shift yeah. in the game, and I was like, oh, we're winning. It this is epic. different. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For me, there's, I don't think there's a week goes by, and even in the off season, that I'm blown away by an experience we have with Angel City. It's just, it's, I catch myself going, it can't get better than this. And then the next week comes and it does. Uh, (laughs) Interactions with Julie, the owner, coming by our tailgate, Mm -hmm. starting a tradition of eating tacos before each game in the first season. It's it's just been incredible. We created a scarf and made a banner for the first coach, Freya, and having Freya recognize it and be so appreciative of it. And I think she ended up buying almost 30 shirts that we created that said, trust in Fred. Uh, oh yeah! But she thought it was amazing. She said, "What coach gets their own merchandise?" We were able to because we wanted to support the coach. It's from even before season one. It's just been one thing after another that's been even that much more amazing. We've had so many cool moments. San Diego last year was epic. I remember going into San Diego during Challenge Cup, 
and being down there and doing our march into that 6,000 seat stadium, which was packed by the way, which was amazing going down in, in with the mentality of we own this stadium and saying to myself, it can't get better than this. And then San Diego, how many times did we go the first season? Twice being a hundred thousand degrees up, up in <laughs> that corner next to the sun that they like to put us nope. in. I know they do us dirty. They do us dirty, but yeah, it did nothing though. There was a tweet from somebody, and it went out, and they said that the supporter groups train like the military in the that they were going the whole time. I saw that tweet. He was burnt on his face. I was burnt. People were loud. They're like, "You girl, you're dark," and I came back, and someone (laughs) put sunscreen. What? She's gonna hate me. And I keep forgetting her name, but she is so sweet. But she was a Poderosa member, and she saw me down there. And she's like, girl, you changed color from a little bit ago when I saw you. And she just all, I was like, just keep it going, girl. Just all over my arms. Just (laughs) bathe me in it. When we play San Diego, I kind of started my own tradition. I paint an A, the Angel City original A on my face. Mm -hmm. So when we were down in San Diego, I was burnt, and so I wiped it off. (laughs) I had the transposed A on my face for a week and a half. That was awesome. If there are pictures, can we please yeah. be tagged in? <laughs> I, do I do have pictures. Of people Even didn't believe me. Even if it's me. not to repost, I just need to see it. Well, I I'll, just, send them, I'll send them over. <laughs> it's pretty funny. That's amazing. Yeah, there's something different about rivalry games in general, but that specific San Diego game just beyond it's crazy i'm lucky enough that i'm one of the drummers and i get to put my energy through the drum and Mm -hmm. so in a lot of ways i along with all the other drummers the amazing drummers that we have in a lot of ways feel responsible for setting the atmosphere and keeping sometimes even the players going so when Mm -hmm. we're down which we have been a lot even (laughs) in our home stadium or we're down 3-1 with 75 minutes to go and we get a corner on our end, we're like, it's go time. And so we mm-hmm. drum even harder and chant even louder and the capos are screaming their heads off and we just keep going, trying to push our energy through. So when we do score, it's hard for me to celebrate sometimes because I need to keep the beat going along with the <laughs> other drummers. But yeah, it's it, we've been very lucky to have this team, have the access that we do. I don't think it's any other team has this kind of relationship with their supporters that that Angel City does. Yeah, there's been some turmoil from other teams lately with their FOs and supporter group liaisons or lack thereof or dismissal of. And I'm just forever grateful that we get like the good stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, Nothing's perfect. It never will be. But like when it sways like 80-20, I feel like we're doing all right. Yeah. Now, our front office is pretty amazing in that way. Understanding that mm-hmm. supporters are where it starts. And yeah, even bringing in sponsorships to help them understand that. And so some of the donation programs and things that the sponsors have done, a lot of times is very supporter-based and supporter-driven taking meetings with us to say, hey, where do we want to offer some money? Where do you want it to go? So it's been it's been a pretty amazing experience, not only be a fan, a supporter, and then involved in supporter groups where 
we do have a say in where some of those decisions are placed. Yeah, it's like we're very much a community organization top to bottom. Like the team is involved in the community is involved with the team. The supporter groups are involved with everybody. There's so much intermingling and communal efforts that I think are just unheard of generally <laughs> in sports. We talked about a little bit with Catherine of just how like this team has had a community forward stance from the jump for better, for worse. It's made some things more difficult on the business side of things, but it's always, if we don't have the community, we don't have supporters. We don't sell tickets. We don't sell merch. Like they're so interwoven and it's so important. And I just hope like in five years, we're still doing this podcast and we get to have all you guys on again and be like, yo, look what we've done in five years. Like it's going to be stupid and I'm excited for it. (laughs) I mean, yo, look what we've done in two years. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's the best part. It's well, we've done all of this in two years, double that time. And I'm so excited. So where can people find out more about Relentless Ladies? Oh, yeah, our Instagram. We're on Facebook. It's under, what is it, Relentlessly? I don't even know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, like your rel- phone number when somebody asks you, yeah. you're oh, like, yeah. uh, what? Relentless <laughs> Ladies <laughs> underscore ACFC. And I think it's the same for both Instagram and for Facebook. Yep. Oh, yeah. And we have a Twitter. I don't even know what Twitter one is. Well, let's see. I should know these Twitter at some point. Um, But at the tailgates, that's the other thing. At the tailgates, no better opportunity for people to come out and talk to us or any of the other supporter groups uh, with that experience and be able to put a face to the group and what we do and. We always, it, which all the other groups will tell you too. Come by and vibe if it catches yeah. and you want to join a sport group. In yeah. in other teams, other sports, a lot of it is many times like geographic based, and that's one thing I've noticed that is pretty unique with with Angel City, Angel City specifically, is it's not really geographical based. In our experience on the LAFC side, a lot of it starts with geographic, what's closest to you, but with Angel City. For us, we've got, we're in Orange County in Garden Grove, and we've got members that live all the way out by Laverne University. We've got members all over the place, which is pretty awesome. But yeah, yeah, my suggestion is tailgates. Come out to the tailgates, come out early. Have some food. Have food. I will attest attest to to Ben's food. Ben, all the SGs usually have some (laughs) type of food, some type of potluck, or, but. Ben holds it down on that grill sometimes. <laughs> like, it's just, if you want to talk to some really cool people and get some good food, just it, Ben's got it down. And yes, they are usually the first ones to set up. So yeah. <laughs> they'll be there early. And Bethany's husband, Matt, he helps cook too. He's, he's Ben's sous chef. <laughs> just when Ben's too sweaty, then Matt will take over the grill for a minute. So Ben can cool down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say that from grilling to drumming all game. Dang. Yeah. I've worked grills. I've worked restaurant kitchens and then to then stand in the sun for two hours. You're a champ. 
Listen, yeah, I play should, so- I play soccer and I track my like Fitbit, like how many calories I burn. I burn more calories on game day, like on Angel City game days, <laughs> than I do any other day. Like being in the gym, being playing myself, it's insane. <laughs> the steps and the calories burned are yeah. like next level and it's the same for my husband so i know it's the same for ben and amelda too it is yeah it's a long day and you get in the car and we're so old and our backs hurt and our feet hurt but (laughs) it's worth it (laughs) running back and forth after the kids at fan fest yes i was like why did ford go and only two come back (laughs) (laughs) now we gotta go look for them my my apple watch asked me about 15 minutes every 15 minutes are you dead yeah. Are you still alive? <laughs> Did your you heart's fall? Beating, like, your heart's beating really fast. Yeah. <laughs> I always love it. Like, I'll have my earplugs in and I'm just like hanging out. Because our section is also super loud. We've got different families. So we have a group of five young girls, five young boys that will start massive chants on the south end of the stadium. And I love it. Yeah. But then at the same time, we're getting like all the drums still and then the PA system and I'm just like this is so overstimulating and I'm at the same time my watch is you're in a loud environment I'm like yeah (laughs) obviously and then I'm screaming so it's all fine no I I absolutely love it besides tailgates is there anything you guys want to plug or any events you have coming up or anything like that or just we're in crunch time we'll see you at opening day Yeah. (laughs) yeah all of our future watch parties will always host at Lopez and Lefties in Anaheim so if anyone's nice. Orange County, and of course it's all ages, come on by. The food is delicious. That's good to know because I was at the draft. We reserve too. So there's always oh, good there's, to know. There'll, there'll be room for anyone. We were, my girlfriend and I were at the draft and we were going to go to Lopez and Lefties after, but we were exhausted. Like we were both, like the draft was the social so much out. longer. We're, then we anticipated like four hours and that extra about hour and a half we were like i can't be around any more people but it was an absolute blast yeah all right everybody thank you so much for joining us this was the best time the three like meeting the three of you was so cool i can't wait to come by the tailgates we'll bring some stickers yes. we'll give you guys i'm gonna hold you to some. it oh for sure there's food i'll be yeah. there <laughs> And if not me, Mario will be, or his wife or my girlfriend will be there in some capacity at all times. But yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. We greatly appreciate it. The supporter groups are just unmatched and so important. But yeah, if you liked this and our entire series on the supporter groups, make sure you subscribe to the podcast by hitting that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever the hell else you're listening to this. I don't know. The internet. Hit subscribe. Check. That's the main thing. Yeah, just hit subscribe, <laughs> whatever whatever device you're on. You can check out casualfc.com for all the podcast links. Make sure to follow us on social media at casualfcpod on Instagram, Twitter, threads, TikTok, YouTube, I think that's all so far. I feel like social media is also growing. It's like growing and dying at the same time. I don't know. (laughs) But we've seen it from the jump. So let's go. So make sure you tell a friend about the podcast. Spread the word. We just want a bigger community around Angel City and get involved with the supporter groups. Getting involved with them brings the team good luck. Listening to the podcast brings the team good luck. And we just pass it on. So... Do your thing. We've been saying this whole series. We started this podcast halfway through last season. 
and we went from bottom of the barrel to the playoffs. So look what happens when we get a full season under our belt. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) and if you feel so inclined and you want to help support the podcast by buying us a coffee, check out the link in our social bios or go to buymeacoffee.com slash casual FC pod. And we'll see you on opening day. Thanks for being here, you guys. Thank you, guys.